0: Hello, I'm Kevin Richard. Well, as you're probably aware, the Idaho legislative session started on Monday with Governor Brad Little's State of the State Address. And Little began his second term and kicked off the 2023 legislative session talking a lot about education. Really, education was the centerpiece of his speech on Monday. And he spoke a lot about a number of initiatives that he wants to uh, undertake in education. So what we're going to do this week with the podcast is I've cut up some sound from Monday's State of the State. You can listen to it. We can review it. And what I'm going to do is sort of analyze what the governor said and how it sets the stage for the legislative session. I'm going to begin with where the governor began. Uh, he spent uh, some time at the start of the State of the State reviewing what happened in September when legislators held a one-day session in Boise, uh, approved $410 million in education spending. They also approved $650 million in one-time and permanent Tax cuts. That happened on September first and on November eighth the voters had their say with an advisory vote. Here's what Governor Little had to say about that.
1: Idahoans spoke loud and clear with their votes, and I will sheepishly admit I didn't check the ballot results in Evan. Would you believe that funding education and cutting taxes was more popular than their hometown governor? <laughs> Go figure. It's one of those healthy reminders that what we do here is far more important than any one of us. And the work we do will outlive all of us. Let's focus on the big things. Let's spend our time and energy to improve the lives of Idahoans for generations to come. With the winds at our back and a strong mandate from every corner of Idaho, let's work together to translate the people's vote into action by making, dare I say, historic investments in education a reality.
0: Okay, now the governor is right. The advisory ballot uh, did pass overwhelmingly, but this was not exactly the most uh, neutral wording you're ever gonna see on an Idaho ballot. Just to recap, just to remind you what you voted on on November 8th, I'm going to read you a sentence from the advisory question. Quote, do you approve or disapprove of the state of Idaho using the record budget surplus to refund $500 million back to hardworking Idaho taxpayers, cut ongoing income taxes by more than $150 million, and put more money in our classrooms by increasing education and student funding by a record $410 million? So... You know, I guess it's not too surprising that the advisory question passed. And, you know, snark about the wording aside, what the governor was doing, I think, on Monday was reminding legislators, especially the new legislators, the dozens of new legislators who weren't in office on September 1st when the special session took place, reminding them of what passed and what uh, what the public reaction was to it. Brad Little is trying to very clearly send a message that the 410 million dollars for education is supposed to go to education. That was what uh, that was the whole point of the special session, and he laid out a very detailed plan to the dollar about where he wants to see those $410 million go. And I think that's important because you're going to have legislators uh, coming into town, I'm sure, with very uh, different ideas and very uh, very personal ideas about where that education money should go. Governor Little laid out his plan. And in here we're going to break down and we're going to talk about three areas that would be funded from that $410 million. And I'm going to start with the governor's plan to... Uh, make available $80 million in scholarships for for high school graduates. Here's what he had to say about that.
1: As I travel the state and listen to employers about their challenges, workforce always tops the list. We've made huge progress in connecting employers with resources to train employees. And my Idaho First Plan gets even more skilled workers through their doors. I'm very proud to announce... My budget provides access to a scholarship of $8,500 starting next year to every graduating Idaho student in Idaho to attend an Idaho university, community college, career technical, or workforce training program of their choice. we've had a catalyst of this magnitude for students to move on in whatever way suits it there are many pathways to success in Idaho's economy and all pathways deserve our support for some students it means getting their CDL becoming a lineman or pursuing welding for others it's engineering teaching healthcare or business no matter what path a student chooses We are making it easier for them to get the advanced training they need to propel themselves and Idaho's economy forward. The Idaho Launch Scholarship will be the single largest investment in career technical and workforce education in state history.
0: Okay. So again, let's recap here. This is $80 million that would go into scholarships for high school graduates. It is the entire $80 million that the legislature earmarked in September for in-demand careers training to help Idahoans prepare for high-demand jobs. So all of that $80 million would go into the scholarship program. It would be by far the biggest scholarship program the state offers. It would also be the most versatile scholarship program offered by the state because, as the governor said, this money would go to students who want to pursue a four-year degree, a two-year degree, CTE training, workforce training, all of the above. Any of that would be covered under these scholarships of up to... $8,500 for a student. Now, there's a lot we don't know about this scholarship program. Uh, I wrote a story on Thursday. I asked the governor's office and the State Board of Education a a series of questions, and a lot of questions just basically about the mechanics of how this scholarship program would work. The the governor's office didn't answer those questions. They said that that is still being worked out with legislators. I break that down in my Thursday analysis piece, so if you wanna see what we know right now and what we don't know right now about the scholarship program, you can read that story. And just a little bit of backstory, and I get into this as well in the story. The state has put more money into scholarships, the Opportunity Scholarship, the College Scholarship Program. Legislators have put more money into the Opportunity Scholarship, but it hasn't always been easy. It's been, there's been some pushback at the legislature in terms of putting more money into scholarships. I go back to 2019, Governor Little's first year in office, his first legislative session. He pushed for a pretty significant increase in the opportunity scholarship. It passed the House on a 38 to 30 vote. So it it squeaked by. And you had conservatives on the House floor opposing that And as I point out in my story on Thursday, one conservative Republican Senator, Scott Herndon from Sagal, has already come out against the new scholarship proposal saying, well, if we're giving $8,500 to every high school graduate, how is that not socialism? And I'm not sure that he's the only legislator who's going to be thinking like that. So I'm going to be watching this very closely because I think there's going to be a pretty spirited and robust debate about the scholarship program. Again, this is $80 million. So a big chunk of that $410 million would go right here into the scholarship program. Let's turn to another initiative that the governor laid out on Monday. This would account for $30 million of the $410 million. It's a program you know know already. It's the um, Empowering Parents... Uh, grant program the governor has proposed uh, making that permanent. Here's why, and here's how he couched it.
1: We're also third in the nation for education freedom. Measures that include spending, school choice, transparency, and regulations. Whether it's a traditional public school, public charter schools, public magnet schools, private schools, online academy, academies or homeschooling. Hundreds of schooling options are available to Idaho families. In fact, Idaho is one of only a handful of states with the fewest restrictions on allowing parents to send their child to any public school they wish. And we are a top 10 state for the number of students enrolled in public charter schools. To further reinforce parents' role as the primary decision makers in their children's education, My Idaho First Plan makes permanent the Empowering Parents Grant Program. The grants help families take charge of tools for for their children's education. Things like computers, software, instructional materials, and tutoring. These resources help children progress outside of the classroom. Today, we've served tens of thousands of students with these grants. The Empowering Parents parents grants are effective and popular and worthy of a continued investment. Most importantly, it keeps parents where they should be in the driver's seat of their children's education.
0: There's really a lot that I find fascinating about this section of the speech. It's not just that Governor Little is proposing to make the Empowering Parents Grants Program permanent. He uses that proposal to try to maybe preempt a larger debate and potentially a divisive debate over other forms of school choice legislation. So let's recap what exactly the Empowering Parents Grant Program does right now. It allows parents to uh, receive grants of up to $1,000 per student or $3,000 per family. And the parents can use that money for a lot of different things. They can use it for Internet access or a computer or instructional materials or tutoring or counseling. And this has been a very popular program around the statehouse, you know. In 2022, Governor Little proposed using $50 million of federal money to set up the grant program. It passed overwhelmingly, easily passed. I think there were only a couple of legislators who voted against it. And even though there have been some well-documented hiccups in the rollout of this round of empowering parents' grants, the program is very popular with parents. That, that's why you've had some hiccups, because there's been a lot of demand for the money. So the money can go into a lot of different things. It does not go into tuition for private education. It can't go into tuition for private education. That's not one of the options for how parents can use that money. And that's exactly what I think you're going to see school choice advocates pushing for this legislative session. They want exactly that. They want legislation that allows parents to take public dollars, to to siphon public dollars into Supporting private education, which is essentially what a traditional voucher bill would do. Which you can do through an education savings account bill, which is probably what we're going to see. Possibly multiple versions of education savings accountants bills this legislative session. And I think that's going to be probably the most heated legislative debate in the education arena. What Governor Little tried to do on Monday was to... Kind of cut off that debate at the pass and i wrote about that in my analysis piece on monday that he really tried to deflect the debate over school choice before it begins and it has already begun uh thursday night uh, republicans on the senate education committee held a town hall meeting to talk about school choice to lay out some of their uh, possible uh, legislative proposals this debate is just getting started empowering parents is And not necessarily an element in that larger debate of school over school choice. And when you get right down to it, empowering parents has been a really popular legislative proposal. It's possible that 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 passes and we still see a really divisive debate and a really polarized debate over education savings accounts or private school scholarships or any kind of voucher esque legislation. Let's turn to another piece of the governor's uh, state of the state, and this is a a spendy piece. Uh, The governor is proposing spending close to $150 million of that $410 million uh, for education. He wants it to go into teacher salaries. He explained why he wants to go, go that route. I'll not use the sound from the kind of audience participation part where he was having kids from a a NAMPA grade school clap twice to show their support for, for, for teachers. I'm not sure it really translates well into a podcast anyway. But here's what the governor said about his proposal to boost teacher salaries
1: students and their families deserve quality teachers who are respected and compensated competitively. Great teachers, <laughs> Not yet. great teachers can motivate and change the trajectory of a student's life. That's why my plan boosts starting teacher pay yet again, finally targeting Idaho in the top 10 state for starting teacher pay. When I started this job four years ago, Idaho was 41st in the country for starting teacher pay. In four short years, we will have catapulted starting teacher pay in Idaho from the bottom 10 to the top 10. we are also going to grow the salaries of all teachers including the most experienced ones to ensure students have classrooms the classroom support they need what does this mean for the average teacher it means a six thousand three hundred dollar pay raise when we show teachers we support them we're showing families their child education is our priority
0: Okay, so a little bit of a reality check here Uh, when Governor Little talks about trying to get Idaho's starting teacher pay into the top ten nationally, it's probably not going to happen. And here's why it's probably not going to happen. The proposal is to boost Idaho's teacher salary, starting teacher salary, to about $47,500, and that would get you in the top 10 based on National Education Association rankings from 2 years ago from the uh, 2020 <laughs> 2021 school year. So, a lot has probably changed in the past couple of years and it is probably safe to assume that many states have increased their starting teacher salaries over the past couple of years. So that $47,500 would have put us in the top 10 nationally a couple of years ago, probably will not put us in the top 10 in uh, 2024 when this would go into effect. But I think it's still worth noting that uh, Idaho has made quite a bit of progress here in terms of starting teacher pay. Uh, Governor talks about how when uh, he took office four years ago, Idaho ranked 41st in the nation for starting teacher pay. Now, you, you go back to that National Education Association study, those rankings from a couple of years ago, and that's about as current as you can get right now. Idaho's starting teacher pay ranks 29th in the nation. So Idaho moved up 12 spots in the national rankings. That's pretty significant progress. All in all, what the governor is talking about here is $146 million uh, for teacher pay. And it's not just the starting teacher salaries. It would be um, teacher pay increases across the board. Translates to about $6,000 per teacher. This is a big proposal. And this is the biggest chunk of the $410 million would go into teacher pay raises. And... This legislature has been pretty receptive to teacher pay raises in the past. Uh, Teacher salary bills have, um, by and large, passed overwhelmingly. So there's been quite a bit of support and and bipartisan support for teacher pay raises. We'll see if that uh, holds in this legislative session. So what I've done here, we've looked at three chunks of money from the $410 million, the the, the scholarship proposal, the empowering parents grants, the teacher pay raises. They account for about two thirds of the money, about two thirds of the $410 million. Another uh, proposal that we're not gonna go into as much detail about governor little proposes putting 97.4 million dollars into classified classified staff salaries here we're talking about bus drivers cafeteria aides, um you know paraprofessionals really the folks who do a lot of the nuts and bolts work in, in classrooms and those are not necessarily going to translate into pay raises what what this proposal would do is it would offset money that's being spent at the local level to boost uh, classified salaries so not pay raises per se although classified employees would be uh, eligible for pay raises elsewhere in the governor's budget this is more of a shift designed to free up some money at the local school level so what we tried to do here this uh, this week on the podcast is kind of set the stage for what we're going to hear in the uh, the legislative session as the legislators really dig into these education budgets. Education week at JFAC is uh, a big week, and that comes up the week of January 23rd. That's when the budget committee really focuses in on education budgets. A new superintendent, Debbie Critchfield, will be before JFAC on January 25th. The college and university presidents will be before JFAC talking about higher education budget issues, which we haven't talked much about today. The college and university presidents will be there all of that week. Obviously, we'll have full coverage of education week. And full full coverage of the legislature from start to finish. It's been a little bit slow this first week, but uh, Sadie Dittenberg and I will be uh, covering the legislature from start to finish. I expect it will heat up a little bit more next week. Follow us at idahoednews.org for the latest from the State House and the latest on education policy and education politics, and much more to get to at idahoednews.org. Carly Flandro has our coverage from a wild Caldwell School Board meeting Monday night. Trustees met to discuss a proposed LGBTQ student rights policy. It was a tense meeting all the way. Newly elected state Senator Chris Trakel from Caldwell uh, took to the podium to admonish trustees not to pass the policy. Um, Trustees abruptly canceled the meeting. Really chaotic school board meeting. Carly has full coverage of the meeting and we have a link to the video so you can see the meeting for yourself. So follow us at idahoednews.org for the latest on education policy and education politics, not just at the statehouse, but also at the local level. And you can also follow us on Twitter. We are still on Twitter at idahoednews. We tweet out links to our latest stories and bulletins on breaking news items. Follow us on Facebook. Comment on our stories there. And check back here for another edition of my podcast. And keep an eye out for Carly Flandro's podcast, The Teacher's Lounge. You can find that as well. Until we speak again, I'm Kevin Richard. Have a good week.